It's showtime, folks. Son now. Ali to the left. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational. World class. We got a great show. We're bringing in Dr. M. Sage to review the show Lupin. And then she's going to give us our NCAA tournament picks and her thoughts on the Oscar nominations that we got so far. Then we're going to bring in Rita Cinema. Are we going to do a movie? No. She's going to give us her NCAA tournament picks. And then we're going to break down the NCAA tournament for the women's. Uh, Rita Cinema, big time women's basketball lover. And we're going to break down that tournament and see how her bracket breaks down in the NCAA women's tournament. So a great show. Let's bring in Dr. M. Sage to do our Lupin review. Hey, and welcome to the Know-It-All podcast. We have Dr. M. Sage with us. She's going to come in and break down Lupin. We're going to talk a little Oscars. We're going to talk a little NCAA tournament. It's a big day, a big show. Dr. M. Sage, how is it going today? It's fine. I'm having a lovely day thinking about my uh, tourney picks. You know, I'm going to win the whole thing. Are you going with Norfolk State and staying in the DMV area for Pride and... uh... No, but I am going with Georgetown. (laughs) I liked the Norfolk State better, but uh, we'll ride with Georgetown then. All right, so before we get into the NCAA tournament and the Oscars, let's get into Lupin, a French TV show, uh, sort of a heist show, let's go with a nice little arty theme and uh, a little bit of a literature theme to it, I guess, as well. So uh, what brought you into Lupin? I saw the lovely Omar Sy on Netflix (laughs) and decided I needed to watch this show. The trick with Lupin, I'll tell you right up front, the trick with Lupin is to watch it with subtitles. Don't watch it dubbed. You really need to see it in the French and just, you know, deal with the subtitles. It's not that hard. Yeah, I, I've always preferred subtitles and dubbed, even uh, with the new, you know, fancy uh, Netflix one where it doesn't look quite as uh, 
let's say bad as uh you know some of the others used to especially back in the day when uh mouse would move and words would come on a very very <laughs> long delay uh, they've gotten much much better at it but uh I, you seem to get much more of a feel of the show if you hear it in its natural language and uh you just sort of read uh what's uh theoretically being said though uh yeah. sometimes i wonder <laughs> no i agree with that that's true you know, this show is really addictive. It's exciting. Um, the show is about Asan Diop, who is a Singalese little boy who comes to Paris with his father, who is a chauffeur for a rich family. And as a young boy, uh, his father gave him a book about Lupin, the gentleman thief. And Asan sort of takes this to heart and becomes the gentleman thief in real life. He even hides the book inside of a Bible. It becomes sort of his Bible, very, you know, sort of symbolic scene they had there. When he's at school, um, his father's accused of a crime that he didn't commit. It ends in a tragedy. And we find a son as a grown man, this is where the show sort of starts, trying to get revenge for his father's death with the evil Mr. Pellegrini. Yeah, uh we think he didn't commit. We still have season two. That's Maybe true. the father did end up doing something. But uh, no, uh, I, I really love this show because you sort of get the literary book imitating the actual on-screen thing that was going on. So he takes from Lupin, but really he is acting out Lupin on the yes. actual show. So it it's sort of fun and endearing. Uh, I, I really like Omar Sa. He, he's just... Uh, great in this uh he is show. very good he really does carry this uh thing i, I just uh he, he's he's a likable thief which uh really you have to be to get into this show because i i don't think it works if you are an unlikable thief you have to actually like uh the main character in this one yeah you do and they've done a really good job of making you like someone who's he's a flawed character he's not a great dad he has a son that he doesn't spend enough time with he's a thief for crying out loud but we really like him we want him to win in the end yeah uh, i i really thought this thing took off with the first episode uh the whole uh jewelry heist uh that was a double cross on a double cross. <laughs> I, I thought that really uh, developed you into the show. And then uh, it, it sort of leads you on uh, his mission after really drawing you in on that uh, opening uh, jewelry heist in that first episode. It's true. That first episode, you think, wow, what is this show really going to be about? Because it's not, it's definitely not clear, but you absolutely want to watch it again. And I just thought it was so great with the whole car chase and the Louvre and everything. It was really a well-done first episode. Good pilot. Very good pilot. Yeah, definitely so. I thought the supporting cast in the show was, was good, too. I like the woman who plays Claire, his maybe divorced wife. It's not exactly clear if they're divorced by the uh, end of the season. Um, I thought his son was good. And I even like the, there's a police character in the show, because if you're going to have a thief, you got to have the cops chasing him. And I liked the cop who keeps getting dismissed because he says, I think this guy is is imitating Lupin because he's also into the books. 
himself. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say you liked the cop who became the chief of uh, police or whatever the- uh, oh, no way, man. <laughs> or whatever the French uh, equal is it- Equivalent uh, of that is. <laughs> I don't quite, I assume it's like chief, but uh, the uh, one who uh, technically helps uh, frame uh, Lupin's father uh, yes. in the, uh, uh, I guess, first two episodes. We don't want to give too much away, though, if you haven't no. watched it yet. Um, did you know, Champ, that this is not the first time that Lupin has come out as a story? There are a ton of anime based on these, on these Lupin characters, on these books from the 70s, which I just learned about recently. I, I did know that. I, I didn't know if it was uh, the actual same thing. I, I knew they were based on the book, but I didn't know the uh, uh, show was uh, the same thing. So uh, I found that half interesting, but I didn't know about the anime thing that was on the book. I just thought uh, when I first saw this, I didn't put it together until I actually saw the book getting involved in the first episode. And then I'm like, oh, ah. the same sort of thing. So uh, yeah, now I have I, to go back and watch the anime. I, I think those are in French as well. So I think some are actually in Japanese. Oh, are they? Mm -hmm. Oh, is it Japanese? All right. Well, find out the Japanese. Very interesting. <laughs> but uh, I also thought the, they do a teenage character of Asan and Claire, and they're at school together. I thought that those two characters were really good. They could do a whole spinoff of just the teenage Asan and Claire, I think, if they wanted to. Of the uh, Hogwarts French High. <laughs> I, guess yes. was, I guess that was Bobaton Academy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I was all right with those. Uh, those weren't my favorite scenes, but uh, I, I did like the one where you uh, see uh, who becomes his, uh, I guess, best friend, uh, I, I artifacts collector, I guess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't quite know his official title either. Uh, random shop either. owner of uh, random uh, rare things, but uh, his best friend in high school who then ends up Owning a uh, collectible shop, I guess, would be the best way to put it. I guess collectible is the polite way to put it. Some of us might say junk store, but yes. it's nicer than a junk store, though. It was, yeah, it's an, a collectible store. That's I, I think it's only nicer as a junk store because it's uh, set in France. I think it would probably <laughs> be a flea market uh, shop if we were here in America. Probably, although he is fencing some pretty nice jewels through there. Well, uh, you never know. Those flea markets might be fencing some pretty <laughs> nice jewels as well. I better start attending more flea markets. Maybe so. Probably not so, right now. Wait till the pandemic. <laughs> oh, good, good point. Good point. <laughs> I think that um, for me, at least, watching this show, I did find the episodes to be predictable. I knew pretty much within five to 10 minutes where this episode was going to go, but they make it a very fun ride to get there. And so I didn't get bored with it. I actually really enjoyed watching each individual episode and how they moved the story along, even though I pretty much knew where it was going to go. Yeah. I, I think that might be sort of the brilliance in it. I, I think it's sort of simplicit uh, storytelling, uh, you know, sort of lets you uh, easily pick up, uh, you know, 
even though it's in a foreign language and you're reading subtitles. It, it's sort of simplicity lets you sort of weave in and out of there. Though uh, you can't sort of uh, nod off and turn to the side and listen to the dialogue. That doesn't work all too well. No, that doesn't work at all. You do have to watch if you're doing it with the subtitles. Now, one thing I found interesting here, they've got this, this gentleman thief who is supposed to be this master of disguise. And Omar isn't easy to disguise. He's very tall, he's broad, he doesn't look like your typical or stereotypical maybe French guy walking down the street. But they did do a pretty darn good job of making you sort of believe that his disguises worked. Um, they get pretty elaborate by the end, which was kind of laughable. But I think it's sort of a tale of how someone who is, um, well, he's a large black man, and so society kind of ignores him. And so I think that that plays into the story of how he can get away with these disguises. Yeah, I, I think that I, I really liked that part. Uh, it's sort of the charm where the costumes were sort of okay, but uh, because he just uh, sort of common, everybody just sort of ignores him. I did really like the uh, old man get up though. That one was, <laughs> that was pretty fun. elaborate. It was it was good though. I mean, he he did a he did a believable job of pulling off those costumes that were really kind of lame sometimes. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's a fun show. It's a fun show. Yes, it is. Uh, I I'm very excited for the. Uh, I guess they said part two. Uh, yes. I don't know if we're going in seasons here or just uh, randomly throwing out uh, four episode or five episode parts, but I am excited to see part two. Uh, I really did enjoy this. This is probably one of my favorite ones uh, we've probably watched so far. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's one of my favorite ones too. I think it's one of the better shows that Netflix has on. Um, maybe that's because it's, French. I don't know. Yeah. And they didn't produce it in Hollywood, but I thought that it was just a really, really well done show. Yeah, they, I guess, didn't throw a bunch of big names and stars and uh, just uh, use whatever bad algorithm <laughs> Netflix has that tells us we like <laughs> this and we just throw it yeah. all in uh, whatever show or movie they produce. Though uh, maybe the French algorithm is better or something. I don't know. I did not see Emily in any of the background shots in the show set in Paris. <laughs> I hope I don't ever see Emily in any of the background shots. Oh, that'd be a fun 70s, 80s trope <laughs> where they just start crossing uh, shows. So uh, maybe they throw back. It could back be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Omar could, you know, knock her down on the sidewalk or something as she's toddling around in her high heels. Yes, definitely. I, I also will give a shout out to the shoes. Uh, he was in a different pair of Jordan ones in like each episode. So uh, yes, he was. For a he has a very like, good, <laughs> very good collection like of shoes. I was uh, getting pretty jealous. Uh, technically, though, I have one or two pairs of those as well. So uh, it was fun to see that. Uh, but that's uh, probably just a weird uh, sneakerhead trope more than anything. But mm, I don't know. It's I noticed them, but yeah. then again, I'm kind of a, well, yeah, I like shoes too. <laughs> Let's just put it at that. Fine. We, we're the shoe bunch, so we were staring at the footwear in the uh, episode. All I right. always stare at the footwear. <laughs>
I wasn't staring at the footwear in Bridgerton quite as much as I was in this one. No, but I was trying to see if they were authentic. <laughs> and I, I think most of them were probably some seamstress that they uh, paid to <laughs> cobble them together uh, pretty quickly. Yes, I think that's probably correct. Or they have a much bigger budget than I thought. <laughs> Well, I think that Bridgerton has a pretty darn big budget. <laughs> yeah, it probably certainly does now. So, uh, all right. So, so Lupin has a good cliffhanger. Let's not it, oh, leave yeah, that out. Oh, yeah, it does have a, a good one. It's good a good cliffhanger. One. Uh, so that leaves you wanting to see a uh, season uh, slash part two of Lupin. Absolutely. All right. So I'm looking did, forward to it. What did you give a grade for Lupin? You know... It's about as close to a five as Netflix gets. Yeah, I give must it a four. Watch, I think. So yeah, I would believe you give it a four. It's between a four and a five, absolutely. I don't see how you would want to miss that one. It's just yeah, so, I, so good, I think so much this fun. This one's a much watch. All right, All right, are we ready to get into some tournament? Uh, picks? Oh, tournament time! It's tournament time. It is tournament time. And, all you know, right. I put all of uh, 10 minutes of thought into my bracket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe 12. Maybe 12. <laughs> well, that's all right. Uh, I, that's pretty much all you need. So, Gonzaga and the aforementioned Norfolk State Appy State. <laughs> well... I have to say, I think Gonzaga is going to win that match. That's disloyal. <laughs> you know, uh, well, uh, <laughs> what can I say? It's just not going to happen. Gonzaga right. is going to win the whole thing. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to Oklahoma, Missouri. Oklahoma. All right. Creighton, UC Santa Barbara. You know, I think Creighton's going to win that one, although that one I think is a little bit tricky because Creighton didn't do well in their in their uh, tournament. Yeah, their uh, championship game was very uh, weird. But uh, yeah, they might have tanked it so uh, Georgetown could get in. So I'm, I'm <laughs> going on that belief. <laughs> no, 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 no. Creighton was tired. They, so, you know, they're rested up. I think they're going to win, but mm, they could, they could surprise me and lose. All right. Virginia, Ohio. Virginia. USC, Wichita, Drake. I think it's going to be USC. All right. Kansas, Eastern Washington. Oh, I have to go with Kansas. <laughs> you can't Oregon. ever go against Kansas. All right, another chance here. Oregon and VCU. Oregon. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I am disloyal. <laughs> Iowa and Grand Canyon. Iowa. All right, so we're on to round two. Gonzaga, Oklahoma. It's going to be Gonzaga. <laughs> Creighton and Virginia. I think that Creighton's going to beat Virginia. Oh, uh, Virginia, Virginia has some COVID issues. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, I don't know if they're totally going to get out of the first round. They've been <laughs> Zoom practicing, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure they're going to make it to the first round. 
All right. So uh, the DMV, not well represented in the uh, Dr. M. Sage bracket. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> USC and Kansas. I think Kansas. All right. Oregon and Iowa. Iowa. Got to no, go with the Big right. Ten. I got roots in the Big Ten. <laughs> All right. My husband, my husband, Dr. Space. He's a, he's a Wisconsin grad. Dr. Spade. So are we going to be picking Wisconsin when that comes around? We are for the first round. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gonzaga and Creighton. Well, Gonzaga. All right. We've got a good <laughs> matchup here. Kansas and Iowa. That's a toughie, and I'm going with Iowa. Oh, my. The Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Represented high. All right. Gonzaga, Iowa. Who are you putting in the final four? Gonzaga. Gonzaga. All right. Let's move down to the east. Michigan, Texas Southern, Mount St. Mary's. Michigan. All right. LSU <laughs> and the Bonnies of St. Bonaventure. I'm going with LSU. Oh, no. We love the Bonnies. Yeah. Pride of I Virginia. don't know. That was a that was a toughie. That was a tough one to choose, and I, I think LSU will pull it out. All right, Colorado and Georgetown. Georgetown. All right, that DMV gets some movement. I think that Patrick Ewing will rise to the occasion for the tournament. You do know Patrick and Ewing is not playing in the game. He is only coaching. <laughs> yes, and I think he will get his team going. I do realize he doesn't play anymore. Florida State yes. and uh, NC Greensboro. Florida State. All right. BYU, Michigan State, UCLA. I'm going with BYU. All right. Texas and Abilene Christian. <laughs> Texas. Yukon <laughs> versus Maryland. Maryland. I, oh, there we go. There's my upset. Yes, the DMV is represented in this bracket. <laughs> they are. Alabama and Iona. Alabama. Yeah. All right, yeah. Michigan, LSU. Ah, uh, that's going to be Michigan. Yeah. Georgetown, yeah. Florida State. Does the DMV move on to the Sweet 16? <laughs> they do not. No, no. Florida State will beat them. <laughs> oh, BYU and Texas. Texas. They got oh. big boys in Texas. All right. Maryland, Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Oh, no. The, I have to say it. The, the area is falling out very quickly. <laughs> I don't know if we have much left. All right. Let's see. We don't. <laughs> we got uh, Michigan, Florida State here. I think Michigan will beat Florida State. Okay. Big matchup. Texas, Alabama. That is a tough one, and I think Texas will pull that one out. Oh, Texas, moving on yep. to the Elite Eight. Michigan, Texas, which one of these goes to the Final Four? I think Texas is going to the Final Four. All right, Texas in the Final Four. Okay, let's move to the South. Baylor, to the South. Baylor. North Carolina and Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Now, this is a tricky one for me. I'm going with Wisconsin. 
as long as I don't watch the game, Wisconsin seems to win. So if I don't watch that game, they might have a chance of actually beating North Carolina. Well, I think that is wise logic, and uh, I think <laughs> that is correct. You have that kind of impact on the game. <laughs> yes. Every game of Wisconsin that I've watched this season has been a game they've lost. So I'm telling you. The only well, have way you been watching win... them when they play versus, like, Michigan, or have you been watching them when they play versus, like, Northwestern? <laughs> that might factor oh. in more. <laughs> No, we'll see. But I think Wisconsin will pull off that little upset there and beat North Carolina, even though it's really hard to go against North Carolina. All right. Villanova and Winthrop. Villanova. Okay. No, wait. No, wait. Oh. That's where I chose my upset. That's your upset. I think Winthrop is going to be the, the team to beat. They are a very good team. Mm-hmm. Big South pride. All right. I, Purdue. I North so. Texas. Purdue. All right. Texas Tech, Utah State. <laughs> Texas Tech. Arkansas, Colgate. Arkansas. Oh, you've got to take the smart school. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I choose Arkansas. Florida's going to be mad at me for that one. Uh, Florida, Florida and Virginia Tech. Tech? Yes. I'm going Virginia Tech. Oh, another upset. Mm-hmm. Ohio State, Oral Roberts. Ohio State. <laughs> All right. Baylor, Wisconsin. Are you continuing the Wisconsin pride here? No, I am not. <laughs> I think Baylor will beat the pants off of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Winthrop and Purdue. Who's moving on in your upset? I think that Purdue will beat Winthrop, but I oh. think that it'll be a good game. Yeah, I think so, too. Texas Tech and Arkansas. I am going with Arkansas. Oh, my. Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. They're All coming right. on the at the end here. Baylor and Purdue. Baylor. All right. Arkansas, <laughs> Ohio State. Arkansas. Oh. All right. We're at the Elite Eight. Who's going to the Final Four here? Baylor or Arkansas? Baylor. Oh, my. Baylor in the final four. Baylor okay. in the final four. Last region, the Midwest. Woohoo! Illinois, Drexel. Do we have some hometown pride here? We have Illinois, <laughs> which is close to my hometown. <laughs> All right. More sort of hometown pride. Loyola, <laughs> Chicago, Georgia Tech. We're giving you the Go whole on. Illinois state. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we're going with Loyola Chicago. They have nuns on their side. Uh, Georgia Tech has engineers on their side. Yeah, nuns, nuns are going to trump the engineers. Court side. Tennessee, Oregon State. Tennessee. All right. Oklahoma State, Liberty. Oklahoma State. I know a lot of people are thinking Liberty is going to be the team that does the upset, but I just don't think so. Do they have nuns on their side or <laughs> what? Weird... Liberty might. <laughs> oh, no, religious... Liberty wouldn't have nuns. Sorry. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Whatever weird religious sect they belong to, the corrupt <laughs> one probably would be yeah, the more. <laughs> I better watch term. what I'm saying here. To all of you uh, 
Liberty alumni, I apologize. In oh, they I know. I said anything to offend you. <laughs> oh, they know. They, they can Google <laughs> their uh, founder. <laughs> That's true, easily. <laughs> San Diego State, Syracuse. San Diego State. All right. West Virginia, Moorhead State. West Virginia. Okay. Clemson okay. and Rutgers. This is another tough choice for me, and I'm going to go with Clemson on this one. Oh, Clemson over uh, the Big Ten school, kind of, mm -hmm. in a weird way. Yes. <laughs> Out of New Jersey. Houston, Cleveland State. Houston. All right. Illinois, Loyola, Chicago, the battle. That is going to be a battle, and Illinois is going to come out on top. All right. Tennessee, Oklahoma State. Sorry, champ, but I'm going with Oklahoma State. I think most people are. San Diego State, <laughs> West Virginia. I'm going with San Diego State. Oh. Clemson, mm -hmm. Houston. I'm going to go with Houston on that one. All right. Illinois, Oklahoma State. I'm going with Illinois. All They've right. been pretty good this year. They have. San Diego State, Houston. I'm going to go with Houston on that one. Okay, Not a huge big, school, but I think they'll do it. Big matchup here. Illinois, Houston in the Elite Eight. Who are you moving to Il the Final Four? Illinois. Illinois to the final four. All right. Gonzaga, Texas, your first matchup in the final four. Who do you have to the national championship game? I've got Gonzaga, okay. like everyone else in the country. Baylor, <laughs> Illinois, who are you moving to the championship game? I'm moving Baylor. Oh, my. Which is not a choice many people are making. All right, Gonzaga, Baylor, in the final. Who do you have as your national champion? I have Gonzaga as the national champion. All right, the Zags national champion. That is Dr. M. Sage's bracket. Okay, so we've done some picks. Now we're going to do some nominations. The Oscar noms came out uh, Monday. They at did. like 6 a.m. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless. I did not listen to them live. <laughs> I was still uh, working. So um, anyway. But you did not listen to them live either. I did not listen to them live either. So what did you make of the Oscar nominations? Were you surprised by anything that uh, got nominated? Disappointed yes. anything that didn't get nominated? <laughs> Uh, probably not. Um, I was surprised, actually. I am surprised about um, uh, Sound of Metal oh. getting so many nominations. Have you that watched, is a have great you watched, movie. Have you watched Sound of Metal yet? I have. Oh, yeah. I just watched it uh, about a week ago. I, I, I really liked it. It's very different. Um, yes. And it, it doesn't follow... Um, Screenwriting, um, uh, it doesn't follow the, um, oh, I can't, uh, the pattern that you expect it to. Yes. But I enjoyed it. I kept waiting for him to hit, you know, this rock bottom, and he doesn't. <laughs> no. And um, I really thought that the character of Ruben was done, he played, he was so good. I didn't expect to see these uh, Oscar nominations. 
Uh, but um, I'm glad that they did. I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, they definitely, uh, uh, that definitely gained steam uh, towards the back end. Uh, supposedly, a lot of uh, Reddit threads and stuff were pushing hard for oh. The Sound of Metal. So the weird film nerds uh, living in the basement uh, score one for them. <laughs> well, if, the, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I think you should watch it um, because the sound editing is amazing. Yes, definitely. They, they've done such an amazing job of doing a third-person first person um, mesh of someone who's going de deaf and it, they just did a remarkable job. You, you just feel so, uh, I felt so tense at the beginning when Ruben is going deaf and he just is in a world that he doesn't know. It was just, a, I thought it was just done really well. Yeah. Uh, I thought Riz Ahmed was really, really good in the movie. Yeah, he was excellent in the movie. And um, the um, nominee for um, Best Supporting Actor, um, yeah. Paul uh, Racy. Yes. He's, he's excellent in that movie. So good. First, first uh, Oscar nod, age 72. He, just, he was amazing. I thought he really, really deserved a nomination. I don't yeah. think he'll win. I don't think that movie will win any awards. But I thought that that was a big surprise and a good surprise. No, I think that one's sort of award is uh, getting nominated. So people would, you know, at least know about it and go out to see it. Uh, it's actually one of the ones that had been out the longest. It came out in uh, like the Toronto Film Festival in like 2019. So uh, it'd been around uh, before we even were uh, all stuck inside and not allowed to go to movie theaters anymore. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that that had been around for a while. I didn't realize that it had been around that long. Um, the other, the other one that <laughs> surprised me is actually an animated, which is also came out in 2019. So I didn't even think it was eligible. And that one is uh, Shaun the Sheep and Farmageddon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A funny, cute movie. Little kids would absolutely love it. I think that you should watch it if you have little kids. It's just very cute and charming. And I was surprised to see uh, see a nomination for that one. Yeah, uh, I really like Wolfwalkers as well in the animated feature. It's, uh, I think that one's on Apple uh, Plus right now. So if you mm. want to watch that one, uh, but none of those have I a shot. Uh, Soul uh, probably no, is Soul going will to win. <laughs> run away yeah. with this, but uh, yeah. Definitely. Any other uh, ones that surprised you? I don't think that the Best Picture nominee surprised me. Did they surprise you at all? Uh, no, not really. Uh, you know, I, I think they pretty much hit everything. I, I think they sort of got it right. Uh, now, that being said, I, I haven't been in love with the, you know, the movie so far this year. I, I, I think yeah. sort of every one of these is uh, a, a little bit flawed. Now, uh, I haven't seen Minari yet, uh, so that's sort of next on the list. Um, but... Uh, Asian farmer movie. I'm. I, I'll probably. You might be surprised that that's next on my list too. I yeah. think it's supposed to. It looks to me like it's going to be a really good film. Yes. I told you in our Golden Globe special that Hollywood loves movies about Hollywood, so I'm not surprised Bank got so many nominations. No, uh, that one had the uh, yeah, pedigree. You got Fincher directing it, and uh, you know it, it looks you know 
say what you want about the overall storyline of the film. Uh, the movie actually looks ridiculously awesome and, uh, you know, a throwback to actually looking like, uh, you know, film and uh, from that era, but uh, yeah, with a, a better, cleaner picture. So uh, I will give it its <laughs> shout outs on like cinematography and such, but uh, I, I still am going to not like that movie. I don't think it hit its mark and somehow they managed to take away the best part of that whole story and just show me a drunk man uh, whining and moaning for uh, Well, they hours. like that. Yeah, they like that in Hollywood. Uh, I don't think it will sweep the awards. It got a lot of nominations, but I really don't see that one sweeping the awards. I think that Nomadland is probably a better bet. I think Minari is a good bet. Well, I think Minari's um, starting to come on strong. Uh, mm -hmm. And... Uh, I, I think that'll get a push. Uh, we'll see if Nomadland can hold. I'm sure uh, uh, Zell will get a, you know, she's nominated for four awards. Yes. So I, I'm sure she will get something, probably best editing for sure, at least. So, and uh, she might I get a best director. Might get a best director. Uh, I, that's the one I'm a little nervous where they uh, might hand it to Fincher. Uh, yeah, I know. That's I, I agree with you. I think that that could easily happen, but I, I have a feeling that Zhao is going to be the one who gets it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I also haven't seen The Father yet. That's uh, next, next on the list. So uh, the I father... have not seen The Father yet either. Um, the subject matter is going to be a difficult one to watch. Yeah, I know. So I keep kind of pushing it down the list. Yeah, I know. Uh, Minari and the father, I keep pushing down the list. Now, Minari, I'm a little bit more excited to uh, watch. Um, I'm other... curious. What did you think of Judas and the Black Messiah? I really liked it. Uh, I thought, really, it's... I don't want to say it's the best movie I've seen all year, but uh, out of this list, it's the one I enjoyed the most. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, I really did like Sound of Metal. It's just so very different. Yes. But I thought that Judas and the Black Messiah is just a great story, great movie. Yeah, that's I, I if I was like picking one, I'd probably pick that one. But uh, I, I don't think uh, it'll probably get the love. I, I think Daniel Cooley will probably get his best uh, supporting actor award. Though now I'm a little uh, nervous with uh, Stanfield in the category too that they're going to end uh, up splitting yes. their boat. I don't quite know how uh, he's a supporting actor when uh, literally he's in every scene of the movie. Yeah, and he doesn't know how he got put in the supporting actor category either, which I find very interesting since the uh, clips that they sent in were for best actor. Yeah, well, but somehow he ended up supporting actor. Um, I think he is outstanding. I think that his portrayal of Bill O'Neill was just absolutely fantastic. And I'm disappointed that he's in the uh, same category as, um, as Daniel. Yeah. I think that I, that's, there's I, a split I, the vote there. Yeah, I know. I, that I am a little bit nervous about, but uh, I think Daniel probably wins it uh, pretty much running away because he sort of takes over that movie, especially in the second half of it. He does. Uh, although, man, uh, I was just riveted by, by Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Uh, any others you thought uh, shocked were in there? Um, no, 
I don't think I was shocked by any of those being in there. Sound of Metal, like I said, was the one. Um, the tr the Trial of Chicago Seven. Yeah. That's a okay movie. It's a it's a it's a good movie. I think people should watch it. I don't think I would put it in my best movie category necessarily, though. I'm okay with it sort of being in the best movie category. I'm just glad uh, it didn't get a best director nom. That that would have made me angry. And they've uh, put uh, yeah. Thomas probably Betterberg, uh, who did another round. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's a uh, no, Danish. I haven't seen that one. He's a Danish uh, director. Uh, it's a pretty solid movie. I, I think it's on Hulu, if I remember right. So uh, you might check that one out. You might like that one too. Okay. So it's, I'll do uh, that. It's a little depressing as well though uh, i guess that's <laughs> there are nights you can watch depressing movies and then during the covid situation there are nights you just can't and you got to watch borat yes so i think that's probably the uh, overwhelming <laughs> best picture thing everything was half depressing this year or essentially about the fbi spying on you and killing you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, so i want to know what you think Here's the out there category for you. The original song music category. We've got Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice from The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Husavik from Eurovision Song Contest. The Story I did like of that Fire one. Saga. You did not like the song or you didn't like the movie? I liked both. The, the, the movie wasn't great, but it had its moments and the song was hilarious. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that that has a chance of winning. Then we have the song from The Life Ahead, Yossi, which is a beautiful song and I think will probably win the category. And then Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Yeah, I... I thought the Borat Wu Chu Flu song uh, probably deserved <laughs> nomination. Oh, I I don't disagree with that. <laughs> but there's no way they would ever do that right now. That 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 song was uh, very clever. Let's let's put yes. it that way. Uh, I I think probably uh, fight for you, Judas and the Black Messiah, probably. I lean towards, but uh, mm. I don't know. A, it's a beautiful song. Um, I yeah. like her. I think that she did a beautiful, beautiful song. I don't think that it will win, though. I think that the French, um, it, I'm sorry, French, it's the Italian song will win. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, I just, uh, I figure they go for performance, and they'll probably, well, I I say performance. Oh. <laughs> I'm living in 2019. <laughs> there probably will be no performance or it will be a taped music video from someone's house. So uh, That's true. I'm not sure what they're going to do there with that. I know Steven hmm. Soderbergh is directing the show. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, that should make it more interesting. I don't know what they're going to do. If they'll pull a Grammys or they'll pull a Golden Globes. Yeah. <laughs> neither neither is a good thing. Yeah. And I did have one more question for you. All right. The actress in a supporting role. Do you think there's any way that Maria Bakalova can win that category? 
no. Uh, when I saw Glenn Close's name in there, I think this is a uh, career achievement award uh, in there. Uh, she was I'm, okay. I'm with you. She was okay in Hillbilly Allergy, so I, I don't hate it. Uh, I didn't even totally hate the movie as much as it got bashed. Uh, but uh, yeah, when I saw her name in there, I was like, okay, I think uh, this is going to be Glenn closest to lose. I, I I would be excited if Marie won, because really, uh, what she pulled off in that film is uh, ridiculously uh, amazing <laughs> to do. I agree. She was, she put herself out there for that film. And some of the things that woman ended up doing, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just did that on camera. Yeah. I would love to see her win that category. I think, I think, Jen, I think Glenn Close is the one to beat. Yeah, I don't think Olivia sure. Coleman will win it. I think they consider her too much of a television yeah. actress, probably. I, I guess uh, if I liked anything from Mink, I did like Amanda Safride, but uh, I don't think uh, she'll probably get the nom. But uh, if there was a redeeming quality in the uh, performances of Mink, I, I thought Amanda was really good in it. Yeah. And, you know, she she gets overlooked a lot, but yeah, I, I know. have this bad feeling she'll get overlooked again. Yeah, definitely so. All right. So that's a good nod to the Oscar nominations. We'll be back uh, when the awards ceremony actually is happening and we'll get your true picks and uh, Ooh. We'll, we'll see how you do there. All right. So uh, what show are we going to do next? Um, I think that we should do It's a Sin on, uh, I think it's on HBO Max. All right. It's a Sin. We'll do that one next. Uh, there's a weird okay. hockey one from Sweden on HBO Max as well. Oh, I want to watch that. We should if probably do that one. Put that one on the list as well. Excellent. Because <laughs> you know, champ, I'm a huge hockey fan. <laughs> Are you a Swedish hockey fan? I could be. <laughs> well, they're all very tall and blonde, I'm assuming. So, uh... all right. <laughs> It's a Sin is next for our next review. Thanks, Dr. M. Sage, for joining us. All right, we're going to bring in Rita Cinema out of the movie theater and into the sports world. Uh, she's going to first go over her NCAA men's bracket, and then we're going to take a deep dive into the women's basketball. Rita Cinema, an original women's basketball lover. She's been on to it since the, really the start of women's basketball. So we're going to have her in to break down the NCAA women's basketball tournament. But first, let's get into the big dance, the men's tournament. Are you ready to give us your bracket, Rita Cinema? I'm ready to talk about it, yep. All right, so let's start out in the Gonzaga bracket. Gonzaga versus Norfolk State. Uh, where are we going here? Well, I don't think we even need to discuss that one. I'm going with Gonzaga. If they lose, I'm going to quit watching the tournament. <laughs> On Oklahoma versus Missouri. Where are we going? Oklahoma, Missouri. Well, we're going Oklahoma. I thought Missouri sort of um, did not have a strong into their season, and I don't see them winning. Well, that two game. coaches you have ties to: Lon Kruger, a That's prideful right. Illinois coach, exactly. and Kuzno Burton, a 
Uh, I don't Tennessee, know, former I, Tennessee coach. I don't know yeah. if I'd go prideful UT coach, <laughs> but a former Tennessee coach. Uh, yeah, I, he got out of here as quickly yeah, as he and smart could man, smart and man. got his pay raise. Yeah. But uh, a, a battle of uh, former players that uh, you have ties to. I do indeed, but I'm not picking Missouri. I'm going to go with Oklahoma and Lawn. <laughs> All right. Uh, Creighton versus UC Santa Barbara. Well, I keep reading. I have to admit, I really didn't know a lot about either of these teams other than I know they Creighton has a great history of basketball. Um, and I, after reading a little bit about the teams, I picked you, uh, UCSB to beat Creighton. I think... Uh, from what I've read, um, they're, they're a te- UCSB is a team that could make a little bit of a deep run into the Well, they the are actually rather similar to Creighton in their styles of play. So uh, It could be a good game. It then. should be a good game. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody is, though, hoping for the Gonzaga-Creighton matchup. Yeah. The offense will flow there, but uh, Creighton, a very weird championship game where they Yeah, randomly- they did not look good there <laughs> and, at all. Uh, the weird uh, Doug McDermott situation. Uh, oh, yeah. Or Greg McDermott, McDermott. Yeah. not his son. His yes. son has not yet to do anything yeah. uh, that, sort that, of wrong. That team's a little hurt right now, mm-hmm. I think. And I don't mean injured hurt. I mean, psychologically, mm-hmm. they're not strong right All now. All right. Moving on. Virginia versus Ohio. Well, I'm going with, I, I tell you, I decided to pick Virginia just purely based on the fact that they're in the ACC. But I'll tell you that. I, I'm not real confident in that pick because, you know, Virginia hasn't really been able to practice, prepare because of the COVID on their team. I know that Ohio is a pretty decent team and they could give Virginia all they want, but I did pick Virginia. Yes, indeed. All right, let's go with USC and Drake. To tell you the truth, I thought Wichita State would win the play-in game. And I had them beating USC. But when they lost and Drake won, not that Drake isn't a good team, I just thought matchup-wise, I think maybe, I know, I think, um, again, I'm not sure USC had a real strong end to their season, but I went ahead and picked them, the favorite. All right. Kansas and Eastern Washington. Well, Kansas is another team that might come limping into the tournament, I, I think. But I did pick them to beat Eastern Washington. And... Really, only because I know absolutely zero about Eastern Washington, and I've never really thought they of are them located as... in Eastern Washington. <laughs> I've never really thought of them as a basketball power, but who knows? I I don't know. All right, we'll move on to one of the tight games here. Yeah, uh, we got Oregon VCU, two very solid programs. Which way are we leaning here? Well, to be perfectly honest, I thought this was a pretty much a toss up, and I just went with a higher seed and picked Oregon. All right, and Iowa versus Grand Canyon University. Well, that one was a no-brainer, Iowa. All right, Iowa. Okay, we have Gonzaga. We have Oklahoma in the second round. Who are you moving on here? Gonzaga. All right, we have USCB. I don't think I said that right. UCSB. Yeah. There we go. We got it out there. Actually, I wrote it down <laughs> on here wrong what, on my notes. That's interesting. For, versus Virginia. <laughs> Who do you have moving out of that? Second round matchup. Actually, I put uh, uh, UCSB. All right. The Gauchos yeah, of Santa Barbara. Yeah, I'm going Barbara. with the Gauchos uh, two rounds there. USC versus Kansas. 
Kansas. I Kansas, picked Kansas. So I figured on. they'd have it mm-hmm. together by that point, you know. And then we have Iowa versus Oregon. Yeah, I'm not going to pick against Luke Garza. I'm going mm-hmm. with Iowa. Okay, so we have UCSB versus Gonzaga. Does the Cinderella no, ride in? That, here. The Cinderella <laughs> loses their slippers, both of them, in this game. I've got, I've got Gonzaga moving on. All right, a big time matchup: Iowa versus Kansas, which where... should be a pretty darn good game and could be a toss up. But I went with Iowa. All right, so yeah. the Elite I, Eight matchup. Yeah, Gonzaga, Iowa, lot of points here. Who's moving on? I think if anybody can beat the Zags, it might be Iowa, but I don't think they will because they've got some talent, but they don't have that much talent, and I think Gonzaga will move on to the All final right. four. We're going to move on to the east. Michigan, Texas Southern. Uh, Michigan. Oh. I didn't even think twice about this one. I, you know, LSU-St. Bonaventure is a tight matchup this here. This one was difficult. I think the St. Bonnie has been playing pretty well. Um Although they did lose their championship game, did no, they not? They won no, they that. won. Okay, all right. Well, I, I lost track they of that They beat one. VCU. I'm picking LSU. I know that uh, LSU is a mess in terms of the, all the problems they're having and uh, the cover-ups, but I do think LSU will win. No love for the pride of Bob Lanier. Here. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. And I do like him, you know, that goes back a ways. But. Colorado versus Georgetown. Oh, this was a tough, tough one for me to pick because I think Georgetown is playing really well right now. I was very impressed with them in their tournament run, uh, but I went with Colorado. Well, I, I mentioned it yesterday to Dr. M. Sage. Patrick Ewing is, in fact, not playing in the game. That's right. He is just coaching. <laughs> and, and the announcers would like you to think otherwise, however, when you watch his games. It's like Patrick's back on the floor again. Florida State versus UNC Greensboro. The thing with somebody like Patrick Ewing is they can inspire, but only so far, you know. Eventually it's going to catch up with them. Um, I picked Florida State. I think Hamilton's a great coach, and they weren't playing great in their tournament, but I think they'll pull it out and and do well. All right. We got BYU-UCLA. Yeah, and I tell you what, when I thought Michigan State would beat UCLA, that was kind of an interesting game. It was... I don't know, not a great game, but um, to have a play-in game with two teams that are, you know, like basketball history is big there. Um, but I'm going to pick BYU. They've been playing well, too, and BYU is one of those schools that when tournament time comes around, they don't mess around. They they, they will do beautifully in the bubble, those guys. <laughs> and uh, I think they'll beat um, UCLA. All right, we're going to go to a Texas Derby here. Texas, Abilene Christian. Okay, I know absolutely zero about Abilene Christian, but I actually read that there are people picking them to beat Texas. They are a very good team. I am one they of them. They must be, you know, being picked over Texas because Texas has been playing really well, and they've got a great coach, a really good coach. I picked Texas, but, you know, it was just kind of about picking the higher seed. Uh, the Southland Conference, they are there with uh, Stephen F. Austin, and the, the two teams have uh, really been uh, good teams over the years. Uh, <laughs> Stephen F. Austin was, of course, eligible to qualify for the tournament this year. But uh, two good teams out of the Southland. So uh, they do have a little bit of peppiness in basketball. Will they have enough to beat Texas? I don't know. UConn, Maryland, a pretty good matchup This here. is a great matchup. I think it will be a good game and again i just kind of it was kind of a toss-up for me but i'm going with yukon all right 
Alabama, Iona. Is there Rick Bettino magic in no. your bracket? No, there is not. <laughs> uh, you know, I do believe in Rick Bettino. I mean, he's, he's pretty dishonest, but in the end, I mean, he has a sordid history, let's put it that way. But um, Iona will not beat Alabama. Alabama has really been playing lights out. They are very good, and they. I kind of think, uh, well, I'm picking them to be a Final Four team. So, All right, Michigan, LSU. Um. Oh, second round. We're so, on yeah, to the we're second, on the second round. round. We're in the. <laughs> sorry, I lost track. It was a cat. Every video needs a cat. Of course, the black cat just walked across our path. Um, Michigan. Right. I think Michigan's pretty Michigan good. I on. think the Big Ten uh, was the conference this year. I mean, it's usually the ACC and the Big Ten, but the Big Ten was the number. To me, they were the number one conference this year, and I think Michigan is good. Well coached. Colorado. Florida State. I'm picking Florida State because, again, I think they're going to find themselves in this tournament, and I know they've got a great coach and good players. Okay. We're going to BYU and Texas, a great football matchup. Yes. (laughs) Well, it was at one time. (laughs) maybe in the 1980s, possibly mid-1990s as well. Uh, uh, Texas is going to come back. They've been saying that for a long time, but... um, I think Texas will win this game. I think Texas is playing really well right now. All right. We got UConn and Alabama. And Alabama. Uh, Alabama I'm, I'm moving on. I'm picking them to, to be a Final Four team. Okay. We have a nice matchup here. Yeah. I think this one will break down pretty good. A uh, rematch of an Elite Eight matchup, I believe, uh, three years ago. I'm losing track since we skipped a year of the <laughs> NCAA tournament. But Michigan, Florida State, where are we going? Michigan. I think I really do think the Big, big Ten's going to show well in this conference, so I'm picking Michigan. All right. We got another very good football matchup. <laughs> Texas versus Alabama. No, this is not a good football ma- <laughs> matchup. I'm afraid Alabama would – there's just no way Texas matches up with an Alabama football anymore. But um, I'm picking Alabama in the basketball area All there right. too, which is, you know, let's just give all the trophies to Alabama. <laughs> Well, they're going to try to get to your final four and be champions in both football and basketball. Michigan versus Alabama. Who do you have moving on to the final? I have Alabama moving on to the final four. All right. It will be a tough, tough game if they win it because I think Michigan's a very good team. The dream is still alive. Yep. Let's move to the south. It's going to end pretty soon. (laughs) Baylor versus Hartford. Well, you know, this is like... uh, Gonzaga versus Norfolk State. Mm-hmm. I think Baylor is a good team. Um, they aren't going to be upset by Hartford. Okay, two perennial basketball powers, North Carolina versus Wisconsin. This is an, you know really great first-round game, North Carolina and Wisconsin. Of course, this hasn't mm-hmm. been North Carolina's best year, and um, but the last few games I have seen them play, I think they are coming around. So watch out, Wisconsin. I think you're going to fall. I believe UNC will win this game. Yes, indeed. All right. Villanova versus Winthrop. Okay, this is one I'm picking as an upset. I do think Winthrop is going to beat Villanova. I know Villanova is missing a couple of their really their best players, and I think it's going to hurt them. And yes. they've, they've had some COVID issues over the season, too. I think Winthrop's going to take this game. Yes, indeed. All right, Purdue versus North Texas. I believe this will be a pretty good matchup, too, but I think Purdue is the stronger team, and they will, they will pull yeah. it out. We have Texas Tech versus Utah State, too. 
very solid basketball programs. Which one do you have moving on? Well, this was a tough pick for me because I think these teams are pretty close in talent, and I haven't watched them a whole lot this season, so it was kind of hard to pick. But I went with the high. That, that's when I usually lean toward the higher seed, so I took Texas Tech. All right. Arkansas versus the Patriot League champions, Colgate. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Colgate's going to win. I'll, mm-hmm. I, nuh-uh. Uh-uh. Arkansas. Okay, passing up the smart school in the tournament for <laughs> Arkansas. Right. Hey, that might insult a few of those hogs. <laughs> well, out there. they can go look at uh, the alums coming out of Colgate and the ones coming out of Arkansas. Yeah, but Arkansas has <laughs> got Walmart. So. Well, yes, they do. They might have more money. <laughs> they, but, uh, they got some money. Florida versus Virginia Tech. Wow, that is a great matchup, and um, I had a hard time. Went back and forth on this one because I think both teams are playing fairly well right now, but I'm, I took Florida in that game. Okay, so Ohio State, Oral Roberts. Oh, I'm going with the Big Ten again. I picked Ohio State. Okay, so we have Baylor. We have North Carolina in the second round. A big-time matchup here. Yep. I think Baylor wins. Oh. Uh, I think the magic is, you know, going to be gone for the Tar Heels <laughs> All when right. they go up against Baylor. Hey, interesting matchup in Winthrop versus Purdue here. And, and Winthrop might show up better than people right. think. Uh, but, again, uh, the magic will die in the second round. I believe Purdue will move on. Okay, we have Texas Tech. We have Arkansas. Another pretty good matchup here. This is a really good bracket. Yeah, I, I it is, with a lot of mm-hmm. equal matchups. I think they, they were hard games to pick, but I think Arkansas will find themselves, too, and, and move on in that okay. game. And then we have Florida-Ohio State. A great football matchup. That, this one is a good football. I will go with that. This is a pretty good football matchup here. Um, and as much as I hate to, I, look, I don't like either of these two schools. Florida. Well, you should have picked Oral Roberts. Then they have God on their side. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they have Oral Roberts on their side. Um, no, I, um, I'm picking, um, uh, Ohio state. It pains me, but I think, uh, you know, I'm picking Ohio state when it comes to basketball. I think maybe the big 10 gonna, you know, reign supreme. Okay. So will it reign supreme in the Baylor Purdue matchup? Um, no, <laughs> I think if it were a different team, uh, maybe, but I believe, uh, I think Baylor will move on there. Baylor's a really good team. Okay, so we have Ohio State. We have Arkansas. A really good matchup. Who do you have coming out of that Well, once again, I have the Big Ten beating the SEC, and I'm going to move on with Ohio State winning that game. Okay, so a big matchup in the Elite Eight. Two of the top teams in the country for most of the year. Baylor, Ohio State, who do you have in your final four? Okay, this is where I decided I haven't taken many chances with my picks in this, particularly when it gets down to the Elite Eight and uh, Final Four. I've, you know, gone with the big teams. Uh, not that Ohio State isn't a big team, but this is where I'm going to see Baylor come up weak. I, again, believe in the Big Ten when it comes to basketball, and I'm picking Ohio State. I don't think there are very many people out there with me, <laughs> but I'm picking an Ohio State, and they'll be a reason in, a, in just a little bit because TV will want them, that's why. All right, we're going to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. We're going to start out with your Illini. Yeah. First, the colonial champs, the Dragons out of Drexel. 
Let me tell you, as a graduate of the University of Illinois, mm. we don't have a whole lot to um, get excited about in the sports world for the most part, um, although there is a history of fairly good basketball at Illinois. Uh, we've got a lot of scholars and Nobel Prize winners and that sort of thing, but... Uh, you have Jeff George. Uh, oh, well, let's not go there. Um, anyway, Illinois. Illinois all the way. All right. Oh, well, I We have Loyola Chicago versus Georgia Tech. Okay, I am probably picking the team that most people won't pick, and I'm going to pick Georgia Tech. Okay. Everybody wants Sister Jean. Out I there. don't know if Let's you are. Let's send Sister Jean home. Aware, but uh, Georgia Tech's best player uh, caught a COVID. Oh, he, no, I didn't know that. Oh. He randomly his traveling party somebody tested oh, positive no so no no I, well i'm a little confused why he had a traveling party but uh anyway he okay, will not be playing i didn't get that news because i probably would have picked otherwise but i do i'm sorry i'm not anti-catholic or you know nuns or anything but that's sister jean mm -hmm. thing i just don't want to see it i hate it i'm sorry they let her come well, uh, it does have something to do with their beating Tennessee a couple of years well, ago. Well, you have the engineers on your side. I don't know if any of the players are going to be engineers, but uh, there will be engineers coming out Let me tell of you, Georgia Tech. There are some Tech. smart people go to school in Georgia Tech. All right, Tennessee, Oregon State, your adopted hometown team. Okay, I've lost my place here. What are Tennessee, Oregon State, Oregon State? Okay, sorry, I'm picking I. I'll tell you what, if the Vols play as well as they can and really um, put their minds into winning, they could be a, a Sweet 16 team. I don't really know that they'll be an Elite 18. I think they'll beat Oregon State. All right. Oklahoma State versus Liberty. Um, I think, I know Liberty is a good team. They that are. school is kind of. Something's going on there, well, <laughs> and I don't I, think it's God. <laughs> I think we know what's going why, on there. <laughs> why do they get all these good athletes, you know? Um, no, I'm, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. That Cade Cunningham, yes. is that his name? Yeah, he's going to carry them. Yes, all right. Unless he gets COVID. <laughs> no, I think he's made it clean I think through. they've locked him away, haven't <laughs> they? San Diego State versus Syracuse, a very interesting matchup yep, here. and the Cues is good. Syracuse is good, but you know what? I think San Diego State is the team yes. to watch here that, you know, people won't necessarily yes. think about. I, I think they'll beat uh, Syracuse. Uh, they probably are the second best team on the West yep. Coast outside well, of Gonzaga. I, uh, I read a little <laughs> about them. I haven't seen them play, but they... they um, Everybody they look impressive. wants to love Pac-12 teams, but uh, if you go back the last 20 years, San Diego State and Gonzaga had been the best two teams out of the West Coast. So we have West Virginia versus Moorhead State here. You know, Moorhead State could win this, they but could. I, I didn't pick them. I went with uh, West Virginia, but I'm kind of... I, on that, I was hoping Moorhead State got a little bit better uh, matchup in that first round. Yeah. That West Virginia team is a tough one to yes. upset yeah. and go against. And um, Bob Huggins yes. has a lot of tournament experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a so lot. we'll move on. Clemson, Rutgers, a interesting uh, yep. NCAA tournament matchup. I don't think this one has occurred much in history. <laughs> I have to admit, I have. I don't ever think of Clemson as 
a basketball mm-hmm. school, it, it, although, uh, you know, they are in the ACC and they, they play. What do uh, you think Rutgers is? And Rutgers <laughs> is neither. <laughs> Football or basketball, I'm afraid. I didn't know who to pick in this game because I really didn't know a whole lot about these schools, but I read a little bit that I think Rutgers has kind of got some momentum and has played well, and so I chose Rutgers. Rutgers. And All they right. are the lower seed, but, yes. you know. Uh, Houston, Cleveland State. Well, I'm going to go with Houston. I think they're another program yes. that's been really good this year. All right. We have Illinois. We have Georgia Tech. Who do you have moving on out of that one? I have Illinois moving on. Okay. Tennessee, Oklahoma State. I hate to say it. I want Tennessee to win so badly, but I think Oklahoma State. Well, you're avoiding your matchup of your adopted hometown team. I versus know. You're... Alma mater, Illinois. But. I didn't mean to avoid it. I just really think that Oklahoma <laughs> State's pretty good. <laughs> well, we've all seen what Rick Barnes does in the NCAA tournament. Yes, so. he doesn't. Uh, well, and the Vols have just been inconsistent this year. I have seen them play so well that I thought, this is a Final Four team they've played that well. And then the next time you see them play, they look like they're all asleep and, you know, they've all got – you know, the virus or something. They have no energy. They uh, they don't play well as a team. They're, inc- they're they're scoring. You know, you don't know whether they're going to have any offense or not. Um, and I think they have a lot of turnovers because they've got some problems with point guard. N- not problems, just not strength there. So I kind of think they're going to have a tough time. They do play defense pretty well sometimes, but, again, it's inconsistent. And I think Oklahoma State, unfortunately, will beat our balls. All right. Uh, speaking of a game without much offense, uh, San Diego State, <laughs> West Virginia. I don't know if they are going to play football in this one or going to try to play basketball, but uh, I don't look for a whole lot of points to be well, scored. Well, I think they will play <laughs> basketball, and I think it will be a close game, maybe a low score, as you say. I'm picking San Diego State uh, right. to move San on. San Diego State to mm-hmm. move on. All right. Okay, we have Rutgers. We have Houston. Houston. I Houston don't, I don't think on. that one will be a, a even close. All right. A nice matchup. Illinois, Oklahoma State, two of the top players in the country matching up yeah, here. Yeah, and I think Oklahoma State's good. They've got that one player who is outstanding, but Illinois is strong across the board, and I think they will win. All right, and uh, another low-scoring game that will be a <laughs> Houston and San Diego defensive State. battle that won't be a pretty watch, but might be an entertaining watch. Uh, Houston, yeah. San Diego. I think this State. will be a good game. I do think Houston will pull it out. I think mm. they probably um, have the. You know, I think it's. I don't know. I I kind of feel like they have the best experience over the season in terms of their yes, games. You know. All right, so we have Illinois, Houston, contrasting styles, an up-and-down, high-scoring team, a grinded-out and uh, tough-minded team. Who do you have going to the Final Four? Well, I just think uh, Illinois is loaded with talent this year. I've been very impressed with them, and so if I can't pick Tennessee, I'm going to ride the fighting Illini right into the Final Four. All right, so (laughs) the Final Four of Gonzaga, Alabama, Ohio State, and Illinois. Yep. Did we have? Did we do the yeah. South? Oh, we yes. did, didn't we? Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't mention that. I think in this final four, I guess we're doing the final four yes. now. I'm sorry. I <laughs> a little fog in the brain today. <laughs> okay. So the first matchup, Gonzaga, Alabama. Who do you have coming out here? Um, Gonzaga. Oh, and Gonzaga. I think it will be a tough game. I think Alabama will be a, a tough team for Gonzaga to beat. 
but I think that um, this is Gonzaga's year. Okay, so a matchup of the Big Ten title game, Ohio State, yep. Illinois. Who do you have coming out see, on top this time? this will time? be their third time to play. Third time or fourth time? Let's see. Probably four. Fourth time, yes, because in, in Illinois They're, has yeah. two, yes. and Ohio has one win, and one of them went into <laughs> overtime. And see, this is what I was talking about. I think, of course, you know, it... it they really have no control over this, but I thought in the Ohio State-Baylor game, everybody's going to be talking about that Ohio State-Illinois matchup well, I again. think they'll be talking about calling an audible and putting Kentucky and Duke <laughs> in the Final Four. But uh. Well, that will be bad, let me tell you there. That would be real bad. Um, no, I, I think Illinois is going to... I think it will be a, another very close, tough matchup, but I think Illinois will beat Ohio State again. Okay, so... Gonzaga going for undefeated season. Has it been done since a 1978 Indiana Hoosiers? Does Gonzaga get the undefeated season versus the University of Illinois? Yes. I'm picking the Zags to win. I think Illinois, I think it will be a battle. I think Illinois uh, will uh, come out fighting and try hard, but I think Gonzaga's got a great team. I think they want it bad, and I think they want it for their coach, if nothing else, because they were a pretty darn good team last year when everything, you know, got canceled and fell apart and they didn't have a chance to. And they've had so many times when they, you know, had great teams and just couldn't quite make it to that championship. All right. So, Gonzaga, coming out of Rita Cinema's male bracket. Now, we're going to go to the females. Yep. All right. All right, so we're going to get into the NCAA women's bracket here with Rita Cinema once again, a longtime women's basketball fan. Yep. Let's start out west with the Stanford Cardinals. Well, before I give my picks, can I make a few observations? You can make plenty of observations. Because I have been watching women's basketball mm-hmm. for many decades. Um, I moved to Tennessee mm-hmm. in the late 70s. And I discovered women's basketball because the University of Tennessee, of course, is like the number one program, at least from the past, and, uh, you know, is is very proud to be, um, you know, the home of Pat Summit uh, for so many years. So I really did get into women's basketball, um, and I've watched a lot of women's basketball games, and even though I live in the past a little bit with the Lady Balls and Pat Summit, who was a great person, um, not just a great coach, a really great person, um, I've seen a lot of women's basketball. And just a couple of observations that the women's tournament, first of all, is very different than the men's tournament. Um, I really love women's basketball. I enjoy watching it. It is not, I mean, I, I granted, it is not the fast-paced game um, or even as athletic as uh, the men's game. And I'm sure many people just can't even stand watching it. But I enjoy it. They play the fundamentals. They have the skills. And uh, in the last 10 years, the development has been incredible of you know women athletes because there's been more opportunity. But a couple of things. First of all, even though they have the same 64-team uh, setup that the men do, there is – I am – willing to, you know, say there is not the depth of talent out there in the women's game. Uh, It's better now than it used to be, but there's not the depth of talent 
uh, in the women's game that there is in the men's game. So you are never going to see as many Cinderella's. You're never going to ponder over first round, second round, even um, upsets because the low-seeded teams just really aren't that good <laughs> compared to the top-seeded teams. Now, this is in my opinion. And I would also say that you rarely see a final four that isn't all ones and twos. You know, occasionally a four gets in there, um, but it's just rarely anything other than top seeds. And for the most part, you can just about count on the top eight teams being the teams that are going to come through and and play uh, and and win. Um, The other thing is that I think over the years that I have watched it, officiating is very inconsistent in the women's game. Again, it's gotten better over the past uh, few years, but it used to be that everything under the basket was called a foul. I mean, it's like they thought these little ladies were going to get hurt or something. I don't know. Uh, But they, you know, they just didn't let it get physical. It's gotten much better. They don't call as much, but occasionally you'll get that game where they're just calling every little touch under the basket, every little nudge, push, a foul. And when that happens, if you've got a team that relies a great deal on their post players and those post players get into foul trouble, that team will have a problem. Um, and and um, they may be the better team, but you just got to hope you don't get into foul trouble um, because, again, there isn't the same depth, uh, uh, you know, as there is in the men's game. Okay, those are just All a few right. of my overview. I, I don't know if you have any arguments or no, comebacks no on that. You've no watched argue. a lot of women's <laughs> basketball. That is correct. I have watched a tons of women's basketball. <laughs> I will start out in... I don't even know if these are regions since they are all in the exact same place. Yeah. But... Uh, the Stanford region, let's go So, with. yeah, the Alamo, Alamo region, <laughs> yes. yes. They, we've got four regions. The Alamo, it's all in San Antonio. The Alamo region, the Hemisphere region, Riverwalk region, and Mercado region, those are all sites. Are they putting a boat in, in the Riverwalk and playing the game on the <laughs> well, that's water? Well, I'll tell you, that's the <laughs> toughest region, so they might just want to jump in the boat. <laughs> all right, so let's start out with Stanford versus the Utah Valley women. How much Utah Valley women basketball? Have you been paying attention to this year? Well, now I'm Rita Cinema, so I've been watching a lot of movies this year, and I haven't watched as much women's basketball. But I think I can safely say that I have never, ever in my whole life seen a Utah Valley basketball game, and uh, I am going to. If, if it's on TV, I'll get to see it. You yes, know? you your first Utah Valley experience. So uh, okay, well, I can just about guarantee you I have picked the top seeds in in these early rounds for the most part, and of course Stanford is going to kill Utah Valley. Yeah, that, it will be like 115 to 30 Well, or we've something. never seen him play. We don't know. They could be a sleeping mm-hmm. giant. Well, I just talked to you about the depth <laughs> in women's basketball. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, so let's move on. A interesting matchup, Oklahoma State-Wake uh, to middling, yeah. let's now, say. Now, I will team. say when you get these 8-9 matchups, they are a toss-up and because, you know, they are, they're pretty equal. Um, I think overall that... Um, the conference play for Oklahoma State is a li- little tougher this year than the ACC, um, and so I went with Oklahoma State in this Well, I, I, I haven't watched Wake play. I have watched the Oklahoma State uh, play a time or two. Now, granted, it was uh, versus Baylor. So yeah, they it's looked. usually versus Baylor. That's what makes TV. <laughs> so they didn't look great, but yeah. um, 
I, I would lean a little bit Oklahoma State's way just because I think they have a they little have a bit more conference athleticism and, yeah. and a little more uh, there. Uh, so That's the other thing. Conferences are very different, too. Some of them are much faster paced and athletic than others. And, you know, I think that serves some of the other teams, yes. some of the teams well when they play in these games. Okay, so we have Missouri State versus uh, UC Davis. Mm-hmm. Where are we going with UC Davis, Missouri State. I don't know a great deal about UC Davis, but I do know that Missouri State has a long history of a, a really good program. They've only lost two games this year. They have had some big matchups, not a lot, but I'm going with Missouri State. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, we're going to get to our next one, but uh, I think yep. this Missouri State team might uh, put a little bit of pressure uh, on the Arkansas yep. team here. Yep. Uh, I have seen them play a couple games this year, and uh, they are a very, very well uh disciplined and yeah, coached they've team. They've got some talented yeah. players, too. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Arkansas, Wright State, uh, where are we going here? Well, again, I'm going to lean with the higher seed. I think Arkansas will win. They've got some... Arkansas doesn't play great defense, but they have some great three-point shooters, and they usually pull... They have some, you know, really good offensive players. Well, I was going to ask you about Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, they're an interesting team. Right. I think you could say they could probably beat pretty much anyone in this tournament. They, they beat but, UConn. <laughs> but uh, I think you could possibly say they could lose a game. Anyone to, could beat them. <laughs> to a, I, I don't know if it falls all the way to Utah Valley, but I certainly, uh, we talked about it, uh, somebody versus, uh, you know, a Missouri State. Um, mm-hmm. yep. I think they could easily fall, especially if their shots aren't falling, because well, they don't really have a fallback plan if their shots aren't falling defensively. I'm picking Missouri State to yes. beat them, actually. I think our, I've watched Arkansas play quite a bit, and they play fast and furious, and they take shots with a banded. And when those shots are going down, they are. it's hard to beat them. It's fun to watch, It too. is very fun <laughs> to watch. But on the other side of the ball, they aren't as is good and um if their shots aren't falling then they're in trouble yes all right so oregon a little bit down this year a little sad yeah. that they did not get to have oh, their season last heartbreaking year for and them. uh we never know if they will acquire that much talent ever again to well, have what they had last year they had and, an sq and yes. she was one of the best players ever in basketball uh, versus uh, two summit league teams in the uh yeah. uh tournament this year south dakota where are we going here versus a I, I oregon was i don't know if i call them disappointing but i i think we thought they'd be a little bit better than yeah. what they've been this year well it really is sad what happened because uh, they were by far the favored team to win oh, well, i last think year they and, would have cruised yeah at least into a championship um, game i think year. they'll win this game i that might be as far as they go but i think they will beat uh south dakota yeah. All right. So we're moving on to Georgia versus Drexel. I know you have liked Georgia this year. Yep. So uh, they seem to have finally found their way out of the doldrums. Uh, a former yep. powerhouse in women's basketball, right. but uh, probably I'd say the last ten years or so have been pretty lean for the Bulldogs. But they seem to have found their mojo. Well, this year. I think you know they when Andy Landers retired, they named that assistant coach Joni, and I can't suddenly I can't remember her last name. Um, the coach, and she had a few pretty tough, you know, the cupboard was a little bare. Well, I and, uh, think we know all about assistant coaches getting jobs <laughs> you know, that they are Didn't work out prepared, quite as well for the Lady Vols, I'm afraid. to handle. But this lady has, she has come around. It took a little while, and Georgia stuck with her, but she is a fine coach, and I have seen her 
be uh, her team be uh, behind at halftime and she makes some adjustments at half and they come back and play really well and they did that to the Lady Vols um, in Thompson Bowling Arena this year. I think Georgia is hot. They played great in the uh, they they couldn't beat South Carolina but they played really well um, in the SEC tournament and um, I I think we're going to see them go pretty far. Yeah. All right. A interesting matchup. I, I think a little bit of a force to try to make a uh, UConn's uh, conference look better than it is in here. Central Florida, Northwestern, where are we going here? To be honest, I didn't know who to pick in this and I just picked to UCF because it sounded good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I really did not know who to pick in this game. I knew nothing about Northwestern. I, I didn't, I should say too, I, unlike the men's Big Ten, I don't think the women's Big Ten conferences, other than Maryland, which, let's face it, is really an ACC team that moved to the Big Ten, um, I never see the Big Ten do that well in the tournament. They're, they're never as fast, athletic. They're big sometimes, but I just don't see the women's Big Ten as always being a powerhouse, so I kind of leaned toward picking UCF, but they are the lower-seeded yes. team. Uh, all they, right. have a better, they have a better record well, overall, yes, but, but they it doesn't mean anything. Once again, play yeah, in the AAC. In a, and a, a, in a all I know that, is they get rolled every time they yeah. play UConn. Well, so. everybody in their <laughs> conference does. That's the most ridiculous setup I've ever seen for UConn. <laughs> Thanks, Big East. Yeah. Uh, all right. A, a team I think you have a little bit of a interesting you seem to like them sometimes and other yeah. times you aren't always in love with them <laughs> uh louisville first the marist red foxes probably one of the best logos in college uh <laughs> sports and but marist uh, has always <laughs> been actually a basketball well, school they for have women. Been. they have a pretty good program there um and Louisville had a very tough year. At one time, they started out the season being the number one ranked team, and they've got the, I think they probably got the best player. I think her name is Dana something. Oh, my gosh, I should put that in my notes. Anyway, one of the best players in the country. Um, definitely uh, all, uh, uh, consensus All-American. And I think Louisville got hit with COVID and had a really tough season. Stop, start, long periods of time when they didn't play. Um, and they just kind of lost it for the season, although they only had three losses. Yes. They're way three and three, and they're the number two seed in this uh, region. I will pick Louisville to beat Marist. All right. Uh, we're going to go back up top. Uh, I don't think Stanford's quite going to get tested uh, yet. Um but uh, Stanford, Oklahoma State, uh, Stanford now, does have a history of uh, falling in the tournament yes. early. Yeah, no, they'll beat Oklahoma yeah, State. I thought so. Okay, so a very interesting matchup: right. Missouri State versus Arkansas. Where are we leaning on this? This one? will be a good game, but I think Missouri State will pull it out. All right, I think I'd lean a little Missouri State too. I think they're just a little more yep. disciplined. They have a senior team that's really pretty well uh, I, experienced, and, and they've been in tournaments too. So we'll you know. get into it. But I, yeah. I think they might push Stanford a little bit too, because yep. honestly, think I think they might be a little bit uh, more athletic than Stanford. I don't think they'll beat Stanford, mm. but you're right. I think they'll play a good game against them. But uh, yeah. okay, interesting matchup here. Yep. Oregon probably has, I'd say, higher level of athletes than Georgia, but I think Georgia is the better 
run team here? Which both teams have good coaches, good players, and senior players. I think Georgia has the most experienced senior players that, and they play together so well as a team. And they really were have they've had a great season where you build up. I mean, that was, you know, they became better as the season went on. And I'm I think it'll be a good close game, but I think Georgia will pull it out. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about it a little bit. Stanford versus Missouri State team. Uh, is Stanford going to continue rolling on here, or yes. <laughs> do they get pushed finally? I think in- Stanford has. A, I've watched them play a couple, only a couple of times, because they're always on so late here. Uh, but I think Stanford um, will, you know, roll on. Yes, I think they'll win. I, it, Missouri State will test them, but I think Stanford only will uh, sort of concerned with Stanford once they reach this point. They play a. A very slow uh, down type of offense. Now it's highly efficient. It's probably, yeah. if not the most efficient offense in yeah. you know women's basketball. It's yep. it easily one of the top three most efficient. But uh, versus a team like Missouri State, who will come out and guard you yep. and uh, bounce you around a little bit, it, it makes me a tad nervous that uh, that offense doesn't run quite as efficiently and you're playing that slow down tempo right. so possessions are light and you can't get that sort of uh, little bubble of a lead if you go through a bad stretch there but uh, I, I think Stanford probably uh, remains efficient enough to yeah, move I on think so. I, I'm going to be very interested though in their uh, elite eight opponent Georgia Louisville does Louisville come out on top here, or do you ride with Georgia, who's been playing? I'll tell you what. This one, I wrote toss-up. I honestly can't pick the winner. I really would love to see Georgia move on because I've just so enjoyed watching them play this year. But to tell you the truth, Louisville has kind of gotten hot again, and I think they might win. Well, uh, the thing I'd say about Louisville is uh, this tournament usually uh, stars will uh, carry the day here. So I think Louisville probably has the I'd say the most elite player in this, uh, yes. you know, uh, part of the bracket. So if, if she remains on top of her game, I think they can carry on. So we have Stanford, we have Louisville in the Elite Eight game here. Uh, does Stanford get by? Does Louisville uh, knock them off? Here again, this is going to be a close game, and Stanford's going to have to be great in this game because Louisville has extremely talented players, and they're well-coached. So is Stanford. Um, I kind of see Stanford coming. I think they've. I think Stanford mm-hmm. is kind of um, – they're kind of like Gonzaga to me this year in the sense that uh, um, they really want it, and they're playing well, and they've got the talent, and I think they'll push on. Yeah, well, I, I'm a little on the other end here. I think Georgia and Louisville both could probably beat them here. I I just uh, – I don't know. I, I enjoy watching Stanford play because I love that highly efficient offense. I just, you know, too many times in these tournament settings, it's a little uh, bit like the uh, men's side where Wisconsin plays, you know, that highly efficient slowdown offense. And mm-hmm. you just, you can never seem to stretch out that lead uh, in these really tight tournament games. So I, I think Louisville or Georgia uh, probably could upset uh, Stanford here and move on to the final four. But I think if Stanford's offense gets off, heal in some way Mm -hmm. they will be they're good rebounders though yes they play good defense and they're great rebounders and they're a long tall team um so that might give them the edge particularly if their offense clicks all right so we'll move on to the hemisphere fair bracket region whatever they're going by here 
Uh, we'll go south because uh, South Carolina is the one seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. South Carolina, Mercer. Uh, Mercer out of Georgia. Uh, yeah. Can they handle the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks? No, South Carolina will win. All right. A interesting matchup. I think these both these teams probably disappointed a little bit this year. I know yeah. Oregon State had a little bit of a... Well, a little. I think they had a large COVID issue and uh, yeah. really got uh, messed up there. I, I think FSG just never played as well as uh, people thought they right. were going to play. So 8-9, uh, Oregon State probably has more of the tournament experience here. Where are you going yeah. out of here? Well, I, I'm going with Oregon State, but mainly because I think I kind of feel like the ACC was down this year. They usually are a pretty strong conference, but I, you know, other than Louisville, um, I'm not sure I thought they were a real strong yeah competition overall and i think the pack um whatever 12 12 <laughs> yeah um never can remember that number uh was a little stronger and oregon might have had more competition overall yes. so i'm going with just well, i think that's my only reason to pick probably them. I think started out as the pack eight when you yeah, first started well, watching so <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah that was probably true all right. So, oh, by the way, <laughs> women's basketball way predates me. Don't be saying I started. Well, I think when it actually made a uh, TV, when it became an NCAA <laughs> yes. instead of AAU. Or... Uh, okay, so a we talked about it over or an underachieving uh, ACC team. We're going to yeah. talk a little bit about a probably overachieving ACC team, right. and that's Georgia the Tech, Tech. Right. and uh, Stephen F. Austin, who. Uh, yeah. Always has a very solid program out yep. of uh, the Southland Conference. We talked about Abilene Christian on the men's side. Uh, yep. Stephen F. Austin on the women's side. And they've Georgia. got a great record. They're 24 yes, and 2. I mean, wow. Uh, but I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. I really, I don't feel confident in that because mm. I don't know enough about either team to really. But I think Georgia Tech was playing pretty well toward the yes, end of the were. season. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. They've got some momentum. Okay, so I think uh, we both sort of like uh, this next team a little bit. Yep. West Virginia uh, versus the Patriot League, the mm -hmm. Lehigh. Um, where are we going? Uh, C.J. McCollum, not eligible to play in this game for Lehigh. Uh, well, <laughs> I... I uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well they petitioned there's, there's no way then. <laughs> no, I think West Virginia is one of the team I, teams I put an asterisk by as sort of a watch this team yes. because they were sort of under the radar at the beginning of the season, but they have played well this season and uh, have been a pretty good team, and I'm going to go with West Virginia. Well, I, I like West Virginia too, and I think it's always hard to judge them too, be, especially this year, because uh, for some reason they are in the uh, Big 12, yeah. uh, and – they play a bunch of teams in Texas, Oklahoma, and Iowa, right. and they are on the East Coast. Yeah, so, it's oh, weird. Oh, it's very weird because teams go to their home and struggle, and then they go out, uh, I don't know, Midwest, West, and uh, they struggle. But I, I, when I've watched them play, I, I when they're clicking, I, I think they're one yeah, of the I better think women's good. teams. Okay, so uh, Texas, uh, new coach, new life, they... Looked a little bit better than they have in the past. Um, yeah, not a whole lot, though. <laughs> no, I was going to say uh, they weren't scrounging to get into the tournament, but uh, I wouldn't say they are in here with uh, a team that anybody thinks can win the tournament. Vic's uh, going to have to work with them yes. a little bit and do some recruiting, and I think he'll get them there, but um, I think Texas wins this yes. game against Bradley. They're, they're 
too powerful. Okay, UCLA versus Wyoming. How many Wyoming women games have we? <laughs> the Wyoming Cowboy women. How? <laughs> I would say I, I actually, no, I have not seen any women's games from Wyoming. I'm just Wyoming. curious I have to seen see. the men. I, I, w- I was actually in Boise, Idaho one time, and I saw Wyoming play the Boise uh, Boise State men uh, right. in basketball. So UCLA, Wyoming. Uh, UCLA was, uh, <laughs> I thought, maybe the uh, second best team in the Pac-12 uh, this year. Too. Yeah, I think I think UCLA is good, and mm. probably um, I don't I don't know if people know they're good. They mm. are good. Yes. Um, and I think they will beat Wyoming easily. I just went to see the women in the uh, brown and gold Wyoming jerseys out there. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on. Uh, Alabama, uh, a spunky little team yep. versus uh, North Carolina, who started to play well at the end of the year, uh, but uh, I, I still don't know. You know what you're going to get out of North yeah. Carolina. Uh, you know what you're going to get out of Alabama. I don't think they have talent really to match up with the elite teams, but uh, they work hard, they play yep. hard, and they are. Very well coached. They are and extremely well coached. Very, uh, I will yeah. say, very smart and know what they want yeah. to do on the basketball They court. play very well as a team. They have a good coach. I actually think they will beat North Carolina. Again, I think the, it's a down year for the ACC overall. Yes. Okay, so uh, Maryland versus the Mount. Mount St. Mary's. Yeah. Who do you have moving on in this Yeah, one? let's just <laughs> put Maryland moving on, moving on, moving on. They are very good. Very okay. good. Okay, so... Interesting round to match up. I think in the previous uh, handful of years, uh, I think this is an Elite Eight, Final Four type matchup. Yep. We get it in round two. South Carolina versus Oregon State. Well, let's just go with South Carolina here. All I right. think they're way better than Oregon State. Okay. A really interesting matchup. I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Uh, West Virginia versus Georgia Tech. I think these this will be a good close game, but I'm going with West Virginia. Yeah, I agree. I think West Virginia will uh, move on here. Uh, Texas, UCLA, I, I think this one's a uh, a very large mismatch here. I think Texas better count on next year because UCLA is going to beat them. Yes, indeed. All right, so uh, can Alabama's spuckiness uh, match up with a, a very elite Maryland team here? No. No. <laughs> this is women's basketball. Elite wins. Maryland will win. Okay. So, <laughs> I think this could be an interesting matchup. I don't think there'll be an upset here, but uh, I, I think they can get a little physical with South Carolina here. Um, South Carolina, West Virginia. Um, I think this will be a good game, and I think West Virginia will test South mm. Carolina. But South Carolina is, um, they have got a solid center in that Boston and um, they play great defense. I think they will beat West Virginia in yeah. the end. And this one I'm actually looking forward to. I think this is one of the best chances to get a actual really good matchup here. Uh, UCLA-Maryland. Uh, yeah. I could see either team uh, winning this one. Um, where are you leaning well, on ucla Well, I think this Maryland? could be a really good game, too, but I do think Maryland is especially good this year. And yeah, I, you seem to really like Maryland. Yeah. I think I lean a little bit towards UCLA, UCLA here. Mm-hmm. I've seen them play a couple times. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one time they were uh, completely terrible, but uh, the other times I've seen them play, I, I thought they were really good. And uh, 
I don't know. I just don't trust Maryland all that much. I they, know. They, they always tend to They kind of seem fall a little apart. bit like uh, Stanford yeah. in that uh, around this and, Elite Eight time, they yeah. seem to melt down. The other thing is that, again, they play in the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is just not a strong women's conference. And Maryland, unlike some of these other teams, like UConn, for instance, who plays in a you know conference that gives them no mm-hmm. competition whatsoever, goes out and plays a lot of top-ranked teams. But Maryland doesn't always do that. And I think that uh, hurts them in the end. But I've seen them play a few times this year, and I think this might be one Uh, of the best teams Brenda Freeze has had. I will say when Maryland's uh, on, uh, they they, do look really, really good. But uh, I think I just like this uh, UCLA team a little bit more. They have a really experienced tournament coach too she's been around there in their program for years okay so you have south carolina and maryland matching up who do you have moving on out of that matchup well i may be sorry i picked this but because south carolina is good but i've got maryland sneaking up and beating them yeah that would be an upset see i i think uh the west virginia matchup might be a little bit tougher uh for uh south carolina than i think either ucla or maryland i think uh south carolina just don't uh manhandle both those teams so i i think the west virginia matchup is a little bit tougher for south carolina but uh it it will be interesting i i sort of like this bracket here when yeah. you get to the uh this actually 16. is a good bracket with some competition yes. in it yeah all right let's move to the yukon bracket we'll call it the east uh river walk <laughs> all right so we got yukon we have high point yeah. <laughs> Well, I think everyone has seen UConn chew teams up and spit them out and just be prepared again. There is a lot of COVID going around the coaching staff right now. That's true. UConn have two of their coaches are out for this game, including their head coach. Um, But it won't matter. Uh, UConn will win this game with like, you know, by 100 points. How many players on UConn have to uh, get COVID before they kick them out of the bubble? Well, the coach (laughs) says, both of the coaches, well, actually, one coach, you know, Gino Mariama does have COVID. Mm -hmm. He tested positive. And he said that the week that he got his positive test, Mm -hmm. that he had not been around any of the players. Now, I'm sort of, yeah, could we give him a lie detector test, please? So they didn't have to be quarantined or isolated and and pull the team out. But then the other coach, Shay Ralph, um, has to quarantine as well because a member of her family was positive. So, again, you've got two coaches here. Neither one of them have been around the team. Well, I excuse me, I just don't believe it. I well, I believe <laughs> I ESPN anyway. would uh, not allow UConn to be thrown out of the. That's tournament. exactly right. They it? would start recruiting students onto uh, the roster before uh, UConn is bounced out of the women's tournament. Uh, okay, so we're moving on. Syracuse, who's been a pretty good team the last yep. handful of years, uh, not quite as good this year. Versus a. Uh, Perennial, very solid uh, women's basketball team in South Dakota State. Who do you have moving on in this Well, Syracuse is always a good program, and they've got a solid coach, too. Their coach is is good, and he's been there for a while. Um, But to tell you the truth, this is one of my little asterisk teams, South Dakota State. I think they're going to win. I think they are going to win this one as well. Okay, Uh, Midwest matchup here. I... Iowa, a five seed. I have watched them play. I don't think they're very good. Um, <laughs> Central Michigan, uh, MAC, it, it, they were a solid program out of the MAC. They weren't the best team in the MAC this year. They ended up moving on. I think Iowa's probably uh, good enough to beat this team, but I 
uh, thoroughly don't like watching Iowa women's basketball play. Once again, in women's mm-hmm. basketball, when you got a 5-12 matchup, you better go with the mm-hmm. five. And and Iowa has a pretty good history of yes. great basketball. Um, they may be down this year, but I I watched them play too. They've got they they play a fast game. They're pretty I talented. I think our Iowa memory is that time we went to the regional <laughs> final and they had that huge huge girl that was probably uh, like oh yeah three hundred and fifty yes, yes, pounds. Yes, yes, yeah, and, yeah. Was, uh, was Vivian Stringer still coaching? She coached at Iowa, and I can't I remember can't she remember. was still coaching there. Then I just yeah. remember the huge huge farm girl who she, yes oh my literally gosh. took uh, yeah uh, these. That's sunrise so unfair. to sunset to get up the court. Yeah, but she, heck, <laughs> well, that girl could score, well, yes. rebound, and defend. That's she was, correct. Once the ball got into the low post and she, she got was down there, unbeatable. No that. one was getting around her. I that just, woman was unbeatable. And Iowa had a good team that year yes, because of her. Uh, okay, so we got U- Utah, uh, Kentucky <laughs> versus Idaho, Idaho. State. Yeah. Different state. Um, I don't know a lot about Idaho State. They've got a great record. Kentucky has not been um, their best this year, but I'm going to pick them because they have I, they have to have a way tougher schedule. And again, women's basketball does not have the depth. I yes. can't imagine Idaho State has a great team. Yes. All right. So, uh, Michigan, who also I put in about the same category as Iowa. I have not liked the way they've looked. Yeah. Uh, versus very spunky Florida Gulf Coast team who I watched a couple games of and I think this could be a little dangerous here. I don't think Central Michigan is probably good enough to beat Iowa. I do think Florida Gulf Coast might be good enough to beat Michigan. I'm having a hard time. I I agree with you. I totally agree with you and again I I don't think I think Big Ten women's basketball are always prime for upsets. Um, To tell you the truth i I, le- I lean toward Michigan, but I really want to pick Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> I put an asterisk next to them, too, as a watch-out-for team. So I'm, I'm not sure. I just, you know. Uh, I would tell you, uh, as Lady Vols, I think I'd rather see Michigan than well, uh, I picked, Florida Gulf Coast because I, yeah. Florida Gulf Coast actually has some athletes on their team. Uh, yeah. Michigan, not quite as loaded. Yeah. I, I picked Michigan, though, to tell you the truth, just because I – Again, I just hesitate to pick the low when yes. when there's such a di- when it's a six eleven. You know, if it's an eight nine or seven ten, I might pick the lower seed team. But when you get to six eleven in women's basketball, it's just rare, yeah. very rare, unless they've just been badly seeded. <laughs> okay, so be. speaking of hometown teams, Tennessee Lady Vols first Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee will win this game. They are way taller and way more talented. Unless they just are sleepwalking, they will win this game. But I will tell you, there's an ad, despite, in addition, I should say, to the fact that these two teams are from the same state, one of the star players on Middle Tennessee's team, Anastasia Hayes, was a Lady Vol at one time and left the program um, under, you know, it, Seemed to be somebody wasn't happy. <laughs> I don't know what mm-hmm. happened there. So, and she and her sister play on this Middle Tennessee State team. So I can tell you, they are going to want to come after Tennessee. Those those two no. women, but this it won't have been matter. Tennessee I w- will still win. This, this one. would have been one I would have liked to have uh, 
had the uh, NCAA tournament having fans and gone to. This would have been a yeah. fun first two rounds to watch. I, I would have liked to have seen a Florida Gulf Coast uh, yes. live. But, yeah. uh, okay, moving on. Virginia Tech-Marquette, interesting game. Yeah. I think Marquette probably has the better players. Yeah. I think Virginia Tech probably a little bit better coached and uh, a little bit more uh, understanding of what they want to do on a basketball court. Maybe, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Marquette in gonna this go one. With Marquette. I, and they, I, I think uh, if I think Marquette probably can beat Virginia Tech. Uh, and this would be a lower seed yes. getting a, a, a higher seed, but I just kind of think Marquette might have good players. Yes. Okay, so uh, Baylor Jackson State. Uh-huh, Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need to discuss that one. All right, uh, UConn South Dakota State. Uh, any worry about no. COVID? No, I think UConn's going to barrel on. It doesn't matter if Chino's yes. sick or not. All right. We have a Iowa versus Kentucky matchup. I don't think uh, you're in love with either of these teams. I You seem to dislike Kentucky a lot. Uh, I dislike I, Kentucky a lot. I just think Kentucky hasn't played up to their talent. No. And they give that Ryan Howard. Is that yes. Ryan Howard? Um, you know, she was the player of the year in the SEC and... Um, sometimes she tries to do she too much. She certainly likes having the ball. Yes, she does. <laughs> and, um, you know, Kyra Elsey is their coach. Yes. This is her first year. Uh, I think she's done as well as she could. But, um, but to tell you the truth, I think the tough play in the SEC maybe will prepare Kentucky. And I kind of think they will beat Iowa. I would... I'm going to lean towards Kentucky. I hate their style of play. And yeah. if I was a, another player on Kentucky that wasn't named Ryan Howard, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, like share the ball. <laughs> how much I enjoy playing it, this style of except play. Except they rely on her too much. I That's know. what happens. The other players think but she's I, the But I only did one find it score. interesting a couple times when Ryan wasn't in there. Uh, Kentucky did yeah. end up winning games. So uh, I, I just don't think Iowa probably has the talent, but... Uh, Kentucky's been really inconsistent. I they, just, they, they'll play I, great one yes, week and then I awful the next. I don't like their style of play. So I, if this had been a better five seed, I would be very interested. If this had been a Missouri State, say, who we talked about in the other bracket, who's a five seed, I think I would have easily taken Missouri State over uh, Kentucky. All right, uh, we got Michigan. We got the Tennessee Lady Vols. Did the Lady Vols move on to the Sweet 16? I'm going to pick Tennessee to move mm-hmm. on to the Sweet 16. <clears throat> now, they're going to have to play well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're they another. They're just like the men. It's like mm-hmm. some games they have no offense, and then they'll come out and have an absolutely stunning game. Beat South Carolina, for instance. They played toe-to-toe with UConn and only lost by a few points to UConn. So... I think they're good, but then they'll have a game where they can't score for anything. Um, they have a ton of turnovers. One of the keys for t- that Tennessee's tall and they're talented. That with Renia Davis and Ray Burrell and um, being very good scorers, and 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 Renia Davis is a good all-around player. She plays good defense and she rebounds. And Tennessee is a good rebounding team, but um, they the post players. Uh, Tamara Key and Kishkidawa um, are, in, you know, one, sometimes they just look awful, and other times they are absolutely great, and they need to be great in order for Tennessee to win. Yeah. Well, I think they're... And not get into foul trouble. I think their over-reliance on uh, two players to score all their points uh, really uh, sort of hampers uh, UT, and if uh, they can't get scoring out of those or those two are having an off game, they 
tend and to don't struggle. But uh, I, I look at this game, and I, I don't think Michigan would be able to defensively uh, shut down those players. So I, I think Tennessee actually has a pretty decent path up to the Sweet 16 here. Uh, we'll get into Baylor Marquette. Uh, how? Where do you think this? Oh, one's Baylor going? will okay. win this, but you know, no, no problem there. Let okay. me say too that Tennessee beat Indiana on the road, yes. and Indiana beat Michigan. Uh, I think. Uh, yes, I think Indiana was. So you know, again, the Big Ten. You just well, don't know. I, my thoughts Sorry, on no. Indiana as well are very poor. No, Baylor <laughs> will beat anybody they play <laughs> in these rounds. So you don't even need to worry there. All right, so we got. I don't even think they're vulnerable. We got UConn <laughs> versus Kentucky. I, I don't think. Uh, Kentucky has the ability. I guess when you have an elite player, uh, as much as I criticize Ryan Howard's style of play, she is capable of uh, putting on a, a scoring display that uh, not very yeah. many people in women's basketball really ever uh, are capable of doing. Right. So if you have that option, I guess you have a uh, hope here, but uh, I don't know that they have the uh, uh ability to really uh, if they're fight play- yeah. if they get uh, down a little bit here. If they're playing a good all-around game, Kentucky can probably go toe-to-toe with UConn, but they won't, and they will lose. Um, well, that would Ariyama will be back That would be time, my uh, worry. Unless he's is, really sick. Or uh, I, I think if, you know, Kentucky could get up, I think they'd stay, but I think the second mm-hmm. they get down, they, you know, wither and uh, crawl back in their hole. Okay, yeah. a-, a little bit better matchup here Tennessee versus Baylor I'm very high on Baylor I think they are yeah. probably the best team in women's basketball and this is where I do think Tennessee uh yeah ability to not have numerous uh scoring uh options really you have Ray yeah. Burrell who's a pure scorer and uh Davis I don't know if uh I, I'd call her a pure scorer but they're able to get her free and uh she's a capable scorer I, I just think Baylor can shut that down and I, I don't will. I don't know if we can shut down Numerous Baylor options here. I think um, it could be a good game if right. Tennessee play. I mean, Tennessee played really well against UConn for the yes. most of the well, game. Well, you spoke on it but, also yeah. uh, earlier uh, in your statement. I, I think officiating will yeah, play, we'll play a, a very huge, huge yes. role in this game. Yeah, and that's why I said that because I notice it in Tennessee, who has strong post game. That you know sometimes it goes against them if they get a lot of early well, fouls. But I think Baylor will is better than Tennessee, and they will win. Yes. All right. So you got the UConn Baylor matchup. Who do you have coming out of UConn and Baylor? Well, I have Baylor. I have Baylor. I as think well. Baylor's more experienced players. They have better players. Uh, UConn is a good team, and of course, they're always extremely well coached with a lot of tournament experience. And I have to say, I think this is by far the toughest region with a mm. Baylor UConn one two seeds mm-hmm. matching up. You know, in in uh, in this region. Um, but I pick Baylor. Yeah, I, I think Baylor too. I think they have way too many, uh, let's say, skilled athletes. They have athletes who can play basketball. And uh, UConn has a lot of basketball players. But uh, I, I've noticed the last handful of years, their athletes uh, have not been quite as high quality as uh, some of these other teams. Uh, Oregon in the last couple of years, uh, even South Carolina and Baylor. So uh, when UConn goes up against those teams, I, I think they get beat. So I think Baylor uh, beats up on UConn here. And um, Kim Mulkey is as good a coach as, yes. as Oriyama, So Okay, let's move on to uh, the next region, uh, the NC State region. 
Uh, any uh, weirdness about NC State getting a one seed over A&M? That was a little bit of a hubbub in the... Yeah, I think A&M might be overall the better team with a stronger uh, uh, competition during the season. But I don't have a problem with NC State. I don't have any more of a problem with NC State getting a number one as I do with Baylor getting a number two. I mean, yes. you know, or Texas A&M and Baylor both being yes. number two. I mean, sometimes you just have to, you know, reward a team that's had a really good season uh, and it has a really good team. So I know it was close, but NC State won their tournament and A&M did not. Yeah. And that was the difference. Yeah. Okay, so uh, NC State first rival. North Carolina A&T. <laughs> okay, another, you know, NC State will win by a lot of points. <laughs> okay, South Florida versus Washington State. Uh, South Florida, probably the second best team in the AIC, yeah. though uh, I've watched them play, and yeah. uh, that's a very large drop-off from first to uh, well, second best. the interesting thing is, this is an 8-9 matchup, and I've not really seen either school play, um, but you've got South Florida with an 18-3 record and Washington State with a 12-11 record. So did Washington State get in by virtue of winning their tournament they won or something? Some, no, they won the... Uh, you know, that Pac-12 was a much better conference. It's a really tough conference. And, that's, uh, that's true. But 12-11, no, no. Um, you know, it, it just I just couldn't quite get that, and I just don't know enough about the teams. But I did pick South Florida. No. I, I, I believe Washington know. State uh, beat Stanford, so that oh, might be their... Uh, Washington State beat Stanford. It might be their little uh, chip to get into the uh, dance. All right, uh, Gonzaga. uh they get respect in the men's side. This women's team never seems to uh, get any respect. but uh, And yet they're pretty good. <laughs> they're always very good. Yes, uh, they are. And they a... <laughs> have a 23-3 record. Watch yes. out. They're one of the ones I put an asterisk Well, this too. was another one in the uh, five category that, uh, you know, uh, Iowa got a five, but I think Gonzaga is a much better team than Iowa. They're facing uh, Belmont. Which way are you leaning on this? I'm going to pick Gonzaga. Yes. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I watched Indiana a couple times. Uh, I am not impressed by Indiana. Uh, I don't know if VCU has the capabilities here, but uh, I just don't think this Indiana team's very good. Well, again, I'm uh, sold on the Big Ten Women's Conference other than Maryland, but I think Indiana will win this game. Yes. All right, so an uh, interesting matchup here. Uh, I, I think one team is actually better, and they might be the lower seed. Uh, the mm. Rutgers women making their way back into the tournament after a, a little drought of yeah. being uh, lost in the woods versus a BYU team, who I think is a pretty good team here. They're in the same uh, conference as Gonzaga. So uh, which way are you going with Rutgers-BYU? Well, I haven't, I haven't seen either of these teams play a great deal. I'm going to go with Rutgers just because I think I've read that they're kind of, they've been on the upswing, yes. and they got hit hard again they by did. covid um, and it sort of messed their season up, and and perhaps they're you know playing better now. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to go with the higher seed here and go with Rutgers. Okay, so uh, Rutgers moves on. Uh, Arizona versus Stony Brook uh, of teams in the Pac-12. I, I thought were a little overrated. I thought this Arizona women's team was a little overrated, and uh, while they had a very good record, uh, yeah, I thought three seed was a little high. Yeah. Uh, for them, uh, I think like uh, 
you see the Lady Vols, you see UCLA. I, I think both those teams are much yeah, better, better than teams. Arizona. I do too, but I think they'll win this game. Yes, uh, Stony Brook would be their yeah, opponent. They, uh, they have <laughs> a way more competitive I, I was more looking at schedule. it in the uh, next round uh, versus a Rutgers or BYU. Yeah. I think they might struggle in that one. Okay, uh, Iowa State out of the Big 12. Michigan State out of the Big 10. Which way are you going on this I'm one? going with Iowa State because I think the Big 12 is a, a, a tougher conference, and I think Iowa State has a great history yes, of basketball. They, they usually have some pretty good players. Okay, uh, a Actually, that might have been where Vivian Stringer. I can't, yeah. She either coached at Iowa or Iowa State. I can't okay. remember her name. A&M versus Troy. A&M, you know, it's, sorry, Troy, they've got a good, they probably have a good, decent little team, Mm. but, uh, you know, who do they play? (laughs) Well, they play Sunbelt, uh, (laughs) Happy State, Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, well, Texas A&M will walk all over them. Okay, NC State USF, uh, this actually is the bracket, I think, probably is the, uh, I, I'd say the worst set of yeah, teams here. I, I thought I, so too. Mm. I, you know, it's it's too mm. bad for the UConn Baylor bracket yes. that this one was so ridiculous. I, yes, I I think you could have easily have theoretically bumped NC State to a three, bumped Baylor to a one, and kept A and M in a two. Well, and, and the they, interesting thing is, yeah. of the four one seeds, mm. NC State was the lowest of yes. the four, and they got kind of a bracket yes. of not a lot of competition. No, not at all. Uh, Other than A&M. Well, yes, until they run <laughs> into A&M. Beat them, I hate to say. <laughs> Actually, I think this breaks really well for A&M. I too. think it does, too. They must be licking mm, their chops at yes. this point. Uh, Gonzaga versus Indiana. Uh, I think Gonzaga will win, I actually. I think Gonzaga will win this uh, game, too, as well. Uh, Rutgers, Arizona. I'm going with Ru- Arizona. Oh, uh, you're going with yeah, Arizona. See, I am. I, I just think playing in the Pac-12 you, gives him a little edge. I think Rutgers or BYU could win this game versus mm. Arizona. So I, I'd be very – I'd keep an eye on it. I don't okay. know if it will occur, but uh, I, I think they could give Arizona a bit of a game. Okay, uh, I don't think this one's much of a matchup either. Uh, Iowa State versus A&M. I do think Iowa State's a decent team, yes. but I think A&M will win yeah. easily. Okay, uh, NC State versus Gonzaga here. I think NC State mm-hmm. will win. And uh, I think A&M has a pretty free they pass will, here. Yeah, they'll they're... win. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. who moves on, Rutgers, yes. BYU, Arizona, A&M yes. will win that game. Okay, so we're getting our matchup here, NC State and A&M. A&M, interesting team, Uh they're a, they aren't as inconsistent, but they're a little bit like Kentucky yeah. in that they have one player that they rely very heavily on scoring-wise. Yeah. I'm never a huge fan of that, but uh, in tournament time, you know, it, it seems to matter a little bit more. It, it also helped that, uh, you know, she can she's a guard, so she can handle the ball. You know, it's not a post player who can't necessarily always get touches down the floor. But... Uh, does A&M move on? Does NC State move on here? Um, I think that, you know, there are a lot of people who don't want to give NC State their due, and I think there are a lot of people who think Louisville is actually a better team I in the ACC, so and I don't disagree, actually. I think maybe the coronavirus messed with that mm-hmm. a little bit. I I have seen Texas A&M on both ends of the scale where they Looked like they couldn't be beaten, yes. and then they sort of played sloppy. Well, I think that's that games, over-reliance on you know, one player to do yeah. a lot of their scoring. But I do think they're a good team that played pretty tough competition over the season, and I think they will beat NC State. Yeah, I, I think I I might have bounced A&M out early if they had gotten into a, a 
more difficult bracket, but I, I think this bracket breaks really, really well for them. Yeah, so, I do too. We're on to the final four. Uh, interesting final four for you here. Yeah. Stanford and Maryland, Baylor and A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you gave me this final four, I think Baylor is heads and tails above pretty much every one of these yep. teams. Uh, where are you going first with Stanford and Maryland here? Well, I'm a believer in Maryland for some mm-hmm. reason, and I'm picking them to beat Stanford. Okay, Maryland to the national championship game. Uh this is an interesting matchup. If they get beat early, I'm going to be in trouble here. <laughs> Baylor, Texas A&M. Uh, this is where I think A&M's uh, yep, they will ability fall. to rely on a solo scorer, I think, really, really hurts them. I here. think Baylor will win. Okay, so we have Baylor-Maryland in the national championship yep. game. Are you riding your Maryland all the way to the title here? Nope, I'm riding Baylor all the You're way to the title. riding Baylor all the way to the <laughs> yeah, title. Yeah, I think they're I think they're a good team. I think they ran into some COVID problems in their season, and that's why they're not a num- you know like not the number one team. Um, I think um, I think they will win it all. Okay, so Baylor as the national champion for the women. Let's thank Rita Sinema for joining us and going over her brackets on the men's and the women's side. We'll be sure to follow the men's and women's throughout the NCAA tournament. That's our show, and we're out.